You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey, y'all, welcome back to Flourish Weekly. Again, thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. I love this format. I love to connect with you. I love to talk about the things that God's teaching me, the things that He's doing in my heart, and hopefully encourage you and challenge you along the way, because this is a journey that we absolutely have to walk together and that we cannot do alone. So thanks for being here. Welcome. Um, I'm just going to open with prayer. Lord, I love you. I trust you. Thank you so much, Father, for everything that you have done in my life from from childhood to adulthood, Lord. You've always been there. You've never left me. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your truth. Thank you that you hold on to us. Thank you that you've always provided. Lord, I love you. I trust you. I pray that you would speak through me and strengthen your people today. Strengthen my friends today. Strengthen the people that are listening today with your word. Lord, we love you and trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, this morning I have had such, um, so much going on in my mind and in my heart, and I really want to speak to um, the idea that um, we have to endure life's trials, we have to respond correctly to life's trials, and we have to really have the right mindset in life's trials to come through those fruitful and to come through those better individuals, um, better couples, better families, healed, um, in order for us to be ministers of the gospel of Jesus, ministers of the love of Jesus to the people in the world who need us and who need him. Um, And the only way that that's going to happen is if we respond properly to life's trials. Um, I get a little, I'll be honest, I get a little offended by the the thought pattern or the assumption that, you know, Matt and I have it easy or you guys, you know, you're, you, it's just been handed to you or, you know, it's just luck. And that's just not the case. And I'm going to be really raw and vulnerable and real with you today. Um, Matt and I have been through a lot. We've been through a lot individually. We've been through a lot together. Um, But we have chosen through life's trials to cling, number one, to God, to the Holy Spirit, to the Word of God, to His direction, to the Holy Spirit. And then we've also chosen through those trials to cling to the people in our lives who know more than we do to cling to the people in our lives who um, love us, have our best interest at heart, but who are not afraid to tell us the truth and to tell us what they see and to guide us and coach us. Look, if you have a coach, if you've ever played any, any organized sports and you have a coach, that coach is going to tell you what you're doing great. They're going to tell you, hey, you're, you're doing great. You're passing the ball well. You're um, coming down the court well, but your defense needs a little work. Let's tweak this. Let's work on this. Hold your hands this way. Move your feet this way. And that's what makes your game better. And so one of the foundational things in, Matt, in, in, in our life, in our family, in my life personally, has always been listening to my coaches, maintaining a teachable, humble spirit and a teachable heart. Now, that's not always easy to do, especially in the world today. And I don't think this is a new thing. I think this has been going on for centuries. I think this has been going on since the foundation of the world, that we just don't want to be told anything negative. But 
it's really magnified and amplified when we are when when you're someone who maybe wasn't affirmed as a child, or maybe you um, have you're carrying shame from a past mistake or from your past lifestyle, or you're carrying shame from something that someone else did to you, or you felt exposed, or you just you just lack the confidence. You struggle with a deep insecurity. You struggle maybe with rejection, and because of that, you struggle with with hypersensitivity. You struggle with, instead of leaning into coaching, you immediately respond with defensiveness. And I think that's just a sign and a fruit and a symptom of a deeper issue, which is um, that there's a wound there. There's some, maybe some neglect. Maybe um, your parents neglected you by not affirming you, by not loving you with their words, by not nurturing you and raising you in a way that that really um, filled your confidence tank and filled your love tank and filled you up with number one, the confidence of God and who you are as as a created masterpiece, wonderful woman or man of God, and that you were created by God intentionally, that he designed you and created you perfectly, exactly how he wanted you to be. You're beautiful. You're creative. You're strong. You are kind. You're an encourager. Um, You have so much to bring to the table. And a lot of times, because we didn't hear words like that, we, or, or let me just take it a step further because you heard the opposite. You heard you're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat. You'll never amount to anything. Who do you think you are? Don't even try. Um, you know, when we hear words like that as a child, especially, but even into adulthood, it is very wounding and very effect. It affects us deeply. And it'll cause us to then shrink back and not be able to receive the godly direction, number one, from the Word of God. A lot of times what'll happen is we can't read the Word of God as a mirror. We can't open up the scriptures, open up the Word, and read it without feeling bad about ourselves. We can't read it and say, oh, I, I need to work on that. And we write it down and we ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me to work on this area. Instead, we respond with, I can't be told or I can't, I can't have anything negative brought out. I can't have anything negative um, noticed in my life. And so then we're not coachable. And then what happens? Well, if, if we're not coachable and we're not teachable, then we're not going to be coached and we're not going to be taught and we're not going to get better. You can get better on your own to some extent. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're not able to humbly bring yourself to a position of saying, teach me, I want to learn. If you can't bring yourself to a position and a mindset of saying, teach me, I want to grow, teach me, I want to learn, then you're not going to learn and you're not going to grow and we're going to stay stuck. And then what happens is we begin to atrophy. What does that word mean? Well, if you've ever injured your ankle or you've injured something seriously, or you've had a surgery, you know that when you're resting up to heal, the muscles around that injury begin to atrophy because they're not being used. And if we're not careful and don't get the right physical therapy and and get that muscle moving again, it may never work again. And it'll completely go to sleep and never wake back up. But if we work that muscle and we give it special attention and we give it special care and we work through the pain, 
Bringing a muscle back to activity is never easy. It's painful. It requires endurance. It requires um, strength. It requires consistency. But if we will give it that attention, then that muscle will start to grow and that muscle will start to respond and then it'll start to get strong again. And if we're not careful, if we aren't teachable, if we're not coachable in life, then we will start to atrophy and we, it's not that we'll stop. It's not that we won't grow, but one of the things that Matt always says, and, and pastor Matt always says is that if you stay where you are, you're not going to stay where you are. Basically, if you stay where you are, you're not going to stay in that condition. It's going to worsen. So if we don't allow God to point out things in our lives, to guide us through difficult seasons, if we don't do that with a spirit of humility and we don't do that with a spirit of, I'm not perfect. I don't know how to get through this. I don't know how to respond to this. I don't know what's best. God, you cre- I, I love this mindset. God, you created me. You know best. God, you designed me. You know best. So you show me how to respond to this situation. You created me and you know what makes me tick. You know what makes me, what breaks me. You know what heals me. You know everything in between. You're the boss. You're the creator. I'm looking to you. You tell me how to respond to this. And this applies to forgiveness. Um, this, this applies to brokenness, bitterness, betrayals, hurts. Um, early on in our marriage, Matt and I walked through a deep betrayal for a few years. We went through a trial that, um, we've never really talked about publicly. Maybe someday he'll come on the podcast and we'll share, but we went through some deep betrayals. And in order for me to come through that healed and whole and, okay and sane, (laughs) I had to decide to surrender my attitude, surrender my thoughts, surrender my actions to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, Lord, you guide me through this. Today, you may tell me to have boundaries. Tomorrow, you may tell me to forgive whatever it is. I'm going to obey you and I'm going to follow you. And I'm going to do this with the counsel and the guidance of the people you've placed in my life. Now, when I say the people you've placed in my life, I am a reader. I love to read books. I love to listen to preachers. I love to glean from the wisdom. I love technology and the fact that we can hear preachers and teachers from all over the world. And that is a priority to me. But at the end of the day, the person in my life, the people in my life that are in my life, that God has placed in my life for this season, for such a time as this, They are the shepherds of my soul. God, obviously, number one, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are the shepherds of my soul, but He places people in our lives. He provides the wisdom and the coaching and the people in our lives that are there to watch over our souls, to teach us, and to help us through that season. They're going to tell us things we don't want to hear. I remember going through that, and my mentor and pastor, um, I remember she called me up one day and said, okay, Jen, it's done now. It's time now for you to forgive. It's time now for you to let go. It's time now for you to work on you. What was done wasn't your fault. What was done is out of your control. What was done is wrong and hurtful and terrible. What was done is done, but now you've got to focus on your heart and stop talking about 
the person who did you wrong and the person who betrayed you and the person who hurt you. Turn your focus away from that person and their actions and now turn your focus to yourself and to God and to begin to heal and forgive and clean up your own heart. And that's a hard word to hear. That is a tough thing to hear when really I hadn't done anything wrong in the situation. Um, But what was done to me or what was done that affected me deeply affected me. And it wasn't fair that I would have to focus on myself. It's not fair that I should have to forgive. It's not fair that I should have to work on, on my own heart and work on cleansing my own self. They need to cleanse themselves and they need to get right. And, you know, we want to focus on the other person and what they've done to us. But at the end of the day, I am responsible for my own heart. I am responsible for the purity of my own self and my own heart. And I think when we're in marriage and when we're in relationships, when we're in work relationships or friend relationships or, um, relationships with parents, relationships with friends, relationships with whoever it is that you are in relationship with, we have to realize it is two individuals doing the work to heal themselves, to heal their hearts so that then that that marriage can be healthy. And that's the tough part is that it does take two. It takes both people deciding to work on themselves. And at the end of the day, you don't know. You don't know what the other person is going to do. And they may not, they may not decide to put in the work. They may not decide to become better and to be teachable and to humble themselves and to get right. They may not, but will you, will I, will I come through this with a pure heart? Will I come through this with humility? Will I come through this with a heart that says, God, they did me wrong. They hurt me. They betrayed me. They left me. They chose something else over me. They haven't treated me right. They've hurt me. They've abandoned me. They've abused me, whatever it may be. But I want to be right. I want to be clean. I want to be pure. And I want to stand before you with a, with a right heart. Create in me a clean heart, O God, David said, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. See, that's the, that's the heart of humility of David. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Well, what does that mean? David was a man of repentance. He was a man of humility. He made mistakes. I mean, he, let's talk about being the person who, who maybe did the betraying or did the hurt or did the wounding. David was a man who made mistakes. He loved God. In his youth, he spent time out in the fields worshiping and having close communion with God. He loved God so dearly and deeply. But he came to a place in his life where he made some really foul mistakes. He made some mistakes. He made some bad, bad choices. He betrayed God. He betrayed his faith. He betrayed his loved ones. But he brought that to a place of such great brokenness and humility. David truly repented before God. He recognized this isn't anybody else's fault. This isn't anyone else's problem. This is me. This is my decision to sin against you, Lord. And when we come, I'll never forget when I came to a place in my own sin 
in my, in my early years. I came to it face to face with my own sin. I came face to face with, with my own shame. And I realized I have sinned against you, Lord. I've sinned against God. I have broken your heart. First and foremost, I've got to repair my relationship with Jesus. And then from that, I was able to repair relationships with people that I have hurt, but that I hurt by my actions. But we've got to come to, we got to stay with a heart like David that says, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit within me and cast me not away from your presence. And when we do that, we get to come through these trials and these hard times and these betrayals and these ugly, ugly seasons, pure. It's like we go into that fire, the purifying fire, the refiner's fire. We go into that fire, it burns, it hurts. And then I'm reminded of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in the fire, but Jesus was right there with them. And when you are walking through the fire, I want you to know whether you're in the fire because of your own choices or you're in the fire because someone else's choices, whatever has gotten you to this place of being in the fire. Maybe like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you did the right thing. You made the right choice. You stood your ground to live right, and you still ended up in the fire. Maybe it was because of your own mistakes and, and your your shortcomings, and you, you just know, man, I fouled up, and, and you feel like you're in the fiery furnace, the trial of the fiery furnace. Maybe you're in the fiery furnace because someone else has has hurt you and wounded you, and you're like, I'm just going to hold on to this bitterness. It's just too much. I can't trust them. I can't honor them. I can't love them. I can't humble myself. If if you'll just lift up your eyes and realize that Jesus is right there with you in the fire, he's right there with you to walk you through this, then you're going to come through this pure and you're going to come through this with a more with with more humility, more compassion more mercy for people, more love for people, more kindness. You're going to come through this more like Jesus. But it's it's really between you and Jesus. I want you to forget about right now, for today, forget about the person who hurt you and just think about you and Jesus. And what is He requiring of you? There are times that God will require boundaries from you and He'll require you to make those tough decisions to draw a line and draw a boundary in a relationship where that person no longer has access to you. If that's what He's telling you, then do it. That that's that's As much as we'd like to say it, that boundaries are easy, they're not. That's, that's not an easy decision to make. But if the Holy Spirit's leading you to do that, you need to do it. On the other side of the coin, if the Holy Spirit is leading you to forgive and to lean back into that relationship, if He's leading you to lean into that person, I remember so clearly there was a time in, in our marriage where I was deeply hurt with Matt. And I remember laying in the bed at night. It was late. I don't know if he was asleep or if he was just laying there quiet. And I remember feeling and knowing the Holy Spirit nudging me and saying, reach out to him, reach out to him. And I didn't want to, I was mad. I was hurt. I wanted to punish him. (laughs) I wanted him to feel my pain. I was feeling very human and very, very hurt. And I remember the Holy Spirit nudging me and I reached out my hand and I just put it on his back and it melted both of us and it began the process of healing. And so 
there are times that the Holy Spirit will nudge you to lean in and to walk with that person through their pain and through their healing. Even if what they did wounded you, sometimes God will ask you to lean into them and to begin to heal. So I know that this is a little bit shorter of a podcast this week, but I just felt so strongly in my heart. I want to remind you, be teachable, be coachable, be humble. Let God walk you through the trials. I remember walking the hallways when I was helping to to take care of my mother-in-law when she was diagnosed with cancer, and we would go to the Joe Arrington Cancer Center, and I would walk those halls alone. And I remember she would be in her in her in her appointments, and I would walk those halls alone and felt completely and utterly alone and felt like nothing was ever going to make this better. How was I ever going to get through this? How was she ever going to get through this? And I remember those moments feeling the presence of God, even as I would just kind of walk the halls to clear my mind, I would feel God's presence surround me and strengthen me and fill me with what I needed to get through that day. And I believe that those months and years of walking alone, what felt like I was walking alone in that trial with her. Um, I, I, I'm not going to take credit. I wasn't the only one who walked through that with her, but me personally walking through those days and months with her, they were the loneliest, quietest, most difficult days. And they felt like they would never end. And I felt like I was, I felt like my whole life was being robbed from me. And I felt honestly selfish. I felt moments where I felt selfish. I felt resentful and I I felt confused and exhausted and tired and angry. But I remember the Holy Spirit nudging me again and reminding me this season has a purpose and this season is valuable and this season is not going to be wasted. And I look back on that season and I know that even walking through that season and deciding to respond to the Holy Spirit in that season and to stay humble and stay teachable and stay connected, I look back on that season as some of the most rewarding days of my life, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. He taught me so much through that season that I can't even, I can't even fully see everything that He taught or instilled in me through that season. So be encouraged and know what you're walking through today, what you're going through today, it has purpose if you respond correctly, you will come through this pure and clean and holy and and more like Jesus. Um, God loves you. He's with you. And you're going to get through this. You're going to get through this season. Maybe you're going through a season where it feels like your whole life is being flipped upside down. A decision is being made and you just, you can't seem to see left or right. Let God lead you. Make that decision to stay humble, coachable, Find people in your life. God always provides the people in your life to walk through that season with you that will give you truth. Don't go running to the people who are just going just gonna to encourage your bitterness or encourage your, your, your hurt or put more fuel on the fire. Don't run to those people. Run, number one, to the Holy Spirit. Run, number two, to the people who in your life who walk in holiness, walk in purity, and walk in truth. And you're going to get through it. And you're going to come through it as pure gold. I love you. I hope you have a great week. I'm here if you need me. Reach out. Call, text, respond. I love to hear from you on Instagram. I hope that you'll reach out this week and that I'll hear from you. Um, And I want you to know I'm with you. I'm praying for you. You're going to get through this. You will. 
It's going to be good. You'll see. It won't always be this way. Hang in there. I love you. Have a great week. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.